grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there's that one time. You know, <laughs> oh, jeez. Aaron. <sighs> You're the worst. You are the worst. This is jobbing out. What's up? Welcome into episode number. I don't. I don't know. I actually forgot the bit again this week. It's my fault. I'll be better prepared next week. We'll call one, it episode because the first time saw a champion is entering. Well, we'll get. To, we'll one. get. You're just. You past years. You're just gonna piss me off. So we'll wait. We'll wait and talk about I was, that. I was gonna bit. say sixteen. What's okay? What is sixteen? Sixteen. Sixteen is. 2016 was the year Roman Reigns entered the Rumble at number one as the champion. Okay. Is that it? The number of times that they said Monday Night Messiah for oh, Seth Rollins. Christ. Yeah, that yeah. was. that was. I actually uh, didn't hate that. I mean, I, I like it too, but they definitely were like. D- WWE <laughs> runs it into the ground? Weird. Yeah, it doesn't seem yeah. like something they would do at all. That is really strange. All right, I'm uh, Glenn Clark. He's Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and the Rolling Stone. He's Brandon Linton from Ramshead Live. And he is, of course, not here yet, but uh, AJ will join us a little bit later on in the program. Uh, will we have a guest? Don't know. Uh, might maybe have somebody from Impact on before their event this week. We will find out. Uh, as they've got a, a big uh, pay-per-view, hard to kill, including uh, an intergender championship match between Sammy Callahan and Tessa Blanchard. Now, um, boys, we're going to talk about the Brock Lesnar thing, but Aaron can only do the first segment of shows these days, and so I actually think the bigger news this week in professional wrestling was what happened in Tokyo, so I'm going to allow Aaron a couple minutes to cover that, then we'll get into the Brock Lesnar topic that we need to, to get into. Wow, I thought I'd be rushing at the end of it. Um, cool. So, yeah, Wrestle Kingdom over two nights was awesome. I don't know if you guys have had a chance to see any of it yet. Did either of you watch it, even a match or anything? Just curious. I mean, I did watch some of it. Um, I watched the Naito, the, the, second, the, the second night match. The, the, the main event. Yes. The, the double gold rush match. Yes. yes. So, yeah, that was, of course, the big story was that for the first time ever and largely because of the two-night thing, they wanted to have a huge main event on both nights. So what they did is... On the first night, they had uh, Okada take on Kota Ibushi for the heavyweight title. They had Jay White take on Naito for the IC title. And the winners of both matches faced each other for both titles at the end of the night. And the culmination of the Naito seeming three or four-year-long four run has come here. And Naito walks out, you know, making history yep. at the Tokyo Dome, which was awesome. Yeah, he's the champ champ, uh, to, to, to turn a phrase. That's something I just came up with myself, champ champ. I think I like it, right? I think I'm good with that. Um, Tetsuya, two belts? Yeah, yeah, you could call did he, him. Did he walk out? Well, he, he eventually walked out, yes. Yeah, he, well, he After, did. Uh, somebody. Which was, which was yeah, weird. Cause, so here's the thing. If you're not overly familiar with New Japan, if you only see highlights here and there, pretty much at the end of every pay-per-view, whoever wins the main event gets to do a big speech They, you know, thanks the crowd says, whatever, say, you know, maybe says something towards their next opponent. 
And this was no different. Naito was there celebrating, you know, saying, hey, you know, finally I did it. Made up for two years ago, made up for six years ago, all that stuff. And Kenta jumps him from behind. Of course, Kenta, who the former Hideo Itami. Former Hideo Itami, now part of the Bullet Club, who earlier uh, in the fir- earlier in the weekend, at least, had lost the never open weight title. He said, you know what, I lost it, but don't expect me to be gone. And yes, he made a big impact attacking uh, Naito, and presumably he will be the first uh, challenger in their February show. Um, very cool. Uh, it, it, it's, it was an awesome, this was, this was the WrestleMania moment that you would love. I mean, this was exactly as a wrestling fan, the brilliance. I, everybody was raving about the match. So I said, all right, I have to watch the match. And I was a little bit afraid that like the way that everybody was raving about it, that there was going to be one of two things that because I don't watch enough new Japan, um, it wouldn't mean the same to me that it meant to everybody else. And then two, that I watched it with the wrong standard. It's like what I said about the, um, the wedding thing from last week on Raw, where I was like, I'm really glad that I saw people S on it, so that when I watched it, I watched it with like a low bar and walked away from it saying, right. I actually thought it was a, I thought it worked. Um, whereas the same thing, like I was nervous that it was going to be a flip side where the bar was set so high. I mean, people were talking about this match as being one of the greatest matches in the history of professional wrestling and, you know, deserving of six stars and the whole deal. It was a damn good match, and I despite it was a fact, really good match, and it was a match that and and I I am curious because of this because I thought that one of the great things about it was how much it did play up on the past and and that's the thing the like that part of it you know I I read a lot about people you know jumping back on how important it was and the beauty of the moment and the whole deal and like that didn't quite mean the same to me um, just because again I don't watch as much New Japan now I knew the concept I knew you know, the basics of the storyline, it really is a damn good match and damn good storytelling within the match. And so I would encourage people to go watch it, even if you're not a New Japan fan. But I do think that the over-the-top effusive praise of the match is is sort of has to be reserved for people that care about the storyline. And I'm sure because of that, in the New Japan world, it was received as well as any moment in, you know, recent history. Like, that, that in that world... This was everything that they asked for it to be in the main event of their biggest event of the year. This was, I, I think, I, you know, I'm trying to come up with a WWE comparison. And the only one I can really think of that would be, and it's not apples to apples for a number of reasons. But the Daniel Bryan, the fact that we had been clamoring for Daniel Bryan for years before finally getting that WrestleMania 30 moment, that's the closest thing to it, I feel like. Okay. But again, it's not apples to apples. All right. All right. Very cool. All right. So, uh, a, a, a yeah. Of, wait, I, I do want to say a couple other things about New Japan that, because that, that, that was the big story. There there was two well, team, other Team really Finn Juice is the greatest team in the history of professional wrestling. Is that what you wanted to say? Well, 100%. Thank and you. I, I don't know if you saw their next challengers. No, I didn't. Challengers. Uh, it is Tanahashi and Kota Ibushi teaming. Together. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, pretty wonderful. Though I'm curious to see what they because that, that's the other thing. Go back and watch the Ibushi Okada match. They were doing some interesting things with Ibushi, which is really cool. But the other things I want to talk about: one, uh, Jushin Thunder Liger retired from wrestling. Um, awesome, two awesome, awesome matches. The second one in particular, where it was he teamed with one of his rivals from the late '80s, early '90s and faced uh, Hiromu Takahashi and Ryu Lee, the former Dragon Lee, who are rivals now, so it was a true kind of passing the torch thing. And it was just a beautifully done match, and they had the ceremony on New Year's Dash the night after Wrestle Kingdom show, 
where everyone on the roster came out. And it was it was just a, a perfect, perfect send off for truly someone who I'd say over the past 30 years, one of the top five to 10 most influential wrestlers in the world. I think you can reasonably say um, so that was awesome. And then, yes, uh, Hiromu did end up coming back. So watch the Hiromu. Hiromu Will Ospreay match because I love that fucking match. All right. Very cool. Very cool. So we've done that. Now, let's talk about the thing. Let's have the conversation. Um, I, dude, when they announced this, I just laughed. Like, it, well, first, first off, I think I'm not 100% sure I could have just read it wrong. I think like a couple social media accounts incorrectly posted that he was defending the title in the well, Rumble. I mean, I mean, if he is, if, they, if they, if yeah, if they said that they're wrong as of now, he right. might end up doing it. Yeah, I but mean, at like, no point did he say that yeah, or and, indicate right. it in any and, way. And if he is, right. they probably should have mentioned that during the course of this unveiling <laughs> because instead it just seemed really dumb. Um, what this comes off as to me, so obviously we all know Brock Lesnar is entering the Royal Rumble for some reason. Um, and I, I know why, but you, I, what do you mean? I, you know, there, why. there are a couple reasons I could think of why, but well, I mean, well, there's, I, the, the, hang he's on, not, he's not winning, whatever, but there's, there's, wait, wait, there's a, set up his right, right, there's a million theories as to why the problem is there's nothing that justifies them that was presented when they announced that Brock Lesnar was going into the Royal Rumble, that what it is, it appears to be a means to whatever they've decided that the, the, all of the reports of late have been that, like, they didn't have firm plans for anyone as of literally a week ago. And right. so a decision was made. Now, how do we get there? And storytelling be damned, having performers do logical things be damned, in order to get to whatever we're going to do, this seems to be the way that we can go about doing it, so F it, we'll just do it. Now, if that's the case, that's the case. But in announcing it, you need to take the next step, which is give me a logical reason why this is something this person should do. The argument is, well, Paul Heyman, and this is where um, you know AJ would step in and say, well, Paul Heyman said he wants to do it because he wants to beat a lot of people up. And, like, it's... Why didn't he show up to shows then and beat people up? Right. And he was the first ever champion to enter the Royal Rumble, yada, yada. Which... Isn't right. really Which, true. I mean, you can you can twist you voluntarily the enter. Okay, yeah, I mean, at like that wrong. point though, we're getting into you know it's this minutia, is the best yes. team on Tuesdays in prime no, time. It's complete, no, it's complete. No, 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 no. You have to give it to him. It's completely different than the Roman Reigns thing. The Roman Reigns thing was like, "Fuck you, you're you're gonna lose." But it, the but that title. still doesn't suggest why he would want to do it. There's because no he's nothing to lose. He has everything to gain. He can win the title. No, he can, he can challenge for the other that, title. But, that. that's, but he's going to be on Raw yes. next week, and that's what they're going to say. You but, know what that, I mean? but that's the thing. You can do that this week. You didn't need to wait a week in order to do that. You can say, by the way, I want to have both belts. That's why I'm doing this. I'm, we're putting ourselves in the Royal Rumble because we want to have both belts, which might now, not even be. The question would be, by the way, they've presented the case as of a few months ago that he can do whatever he wants. He can challenge for whatever he wants. So why does he need the right? Role? That's a good that point too. That is that is fair. But it would be the smallest thing that you could do in announcing that you're going to be in the Royal Rumble to say, um, by the way, I'm doing this because I want to walk out of WrestleMania as champion of both shows. And there would be logic to that. 
They would be now. It wouldn't, you know. It, it still wouldn't make a lot of sense that this is the time that he decides he wants the guy that never wants to wrestle suddenly wants to be the guy that goes in at number one. Like that part's still a little flimsy. Like that part, you're gonna really struggle to come up with justification for why the guy that never wants to face anyone and disappears for months at a time suddenly wants to be the guy that wants to roll through everybody in the Royal Rumble. Like that that one doesn't work the guy that's taken the easy way out the guy that got the money in the bank briefcase despite not being in the match like that's the guy that suddenly wants to beat everybody in the royal rumble you still got work to do on that but at least saying we want to go after the smackdown title too we want to have both belts would accomplish something it would do something to suggest why this is logical instead of it just being what we all know and what you're alluding to which is well we've got to get to point B and we've determined that this is just the best way for us to get the point B so we're just going to do it that way and forgetting that like these performers are supposed to have reasons for doing the things that they do well then there's one other thing <laughs> that also means he doesn't have to defend the title which is, is 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 again uh, like in some extent like you could make that argument but it's a bigger problem the bigger problem is you finally get your fucking champion back and you're still not going to have a fucking championship on your show it's here's right. what here's the thing normally i agree with you but for this specific event this specific rumble like it's not it about matters less to have right. a champion it, it's not about the rumble specifically it's about yeah. week in and week oh, out sure. on in, television in general, i'm just saying for the, if there's one time to have brock lesnar around and not have the title in play it's this well i i think for the royal rumble specifically i'm saying yes. that yes. every 100%. week when you do tv you have a group of performers who are pretending like the main motivating factor doesn't fucking exist and it's We've litigated that to death though. it's <laughs> awful and to get your champion back on TV and to say, but we're just going to keep doing this thing that doesn't work is stupid. It's stupid as fuck. I don't know how and else we can say and it. And it's going to be even better whenever, um, whenever Daniel Bryan doesn't beat The Fiend, but like kills him somehow with The, with the Miz, and then he's stripped of the title for not defending it in 30 days. Because I think that's what's coming, too. I mean, I, I think no, there's some weird. No, I can't. No, I can't. No, 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 I can't they, believe that. I can't no, believe there's that. There's no way they can do that. They I, can't. I can't. There is a bar, and the bar is so low for stupidity. Like, you know, I had someone someone say to me, "Oh, well, clearly, you know, Reigns is going to eliminate uh, Lesnar. He's going to win the, win the Rumble." And I said, "No, no, no. They're not stupid enough to do that right here in this moment." And that bar is is low, so you can maybe get like. Having someone get stripped of the title for not defending while Brock Lesnar is running around with the title. <laughs> I, I'm like, just waiting it, for it to so happen. It's so far lower that, than that bar. Yeah. Well, is... but they have stripped the title for injuries for people. And it's like, okay, like, I see I see why you're doing that. But if, like, Brock Lesnar can literally just, like, not be on TV <laughs> for five Three months. months. Three months without defending it at all. Three <laughs> months without defending a belt. Oh, no, he's probably going to go six months. You think he's defending it between the Rumble and Mania? Yeah, he'll he'll be at, like, stomping ground or something, I'm sure. Well, that's a good question, like, actually. Sure it's a really that. good question as to whether or not he'll defend it at all. You might be right oh, wait, about that. Wait, 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 because February's Elimination Chamber. There's no way he's going to be at that. Yeah. Right. Correct. So whatever and, the weird roadblock or whatever they're but calling it But he's usually it on that one. For, remember, that's the, that's the show that, like, for, for some fucking reason— is like really really he wasn't good. Wasn't last year though, right? 
I don't even. I, thought, I don't. I couldn't possibly. You're trying to get me to remember what happened at the, a pay per view that no, we don't even know what the name of it is. Year, but he yeah, I, is. I know he is. He is sometimes. I, I think it's a legitimate question. Is he going to defend the belt between Survivor Series and Mania? Well, you're like, making you're least... making the compelling case that he's not. You're making a damn compelling case that he's not. Which, like, which is why I think they might like if we're stepping back from let let's go out of kayfabe here. Why are they doing this? My thought process and my I don't know if I want to say concern is. Here's what we have going on here. Let's say they go my route and they are going to have Keith Lee win the Rumble because they want to. They, that's the easiest way to get NXT onto WrestleMania is they want Keith Lee to win the Rumble. Okay, we want Roman Reigns versus The Fiend. Well, we're not going to have Roman Reigns win the Rumble, so we need to. Uh, we're we're going to have him win Elimination Chamber. There's the men's Elimination Chamber match. He's going to win it for the number one contender. Where do you get Brock Lesnar in there? And Brock Lesnar, like the answer might just be, oh crap, we have to put Brock Lesnar in the Rumble to oh, set this up. No, I mean that's that's that that jump is doesn't work. I mean, you could just have Brock Lesnar defend the belt against somebody at Royal Rumble that he's going to beat, and there can be any number of organic ways in order to create an opponent for Brock Lesnar I, no, well, moving I, I, forward. I'm not saying you, you have a, there is a jump there, but that that is a kind semi logical path you can at least see there. Uh, do you think? Do you think maybe? I don't know. Maybe there's something 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 similar to this is going to happen, like. Someone is going to eliminate Brock Lesnar from the match. Yes, right? that's exactly. I mean, that's yeah, yeah, clearly one hundred percent. He's not. Then, hold on, and then and then whoever that person is is going to be an elimination chamber, and he's going to come out and make him lose. He's going to rip the wall off of the chamber or something, and and make him lose that match. It's like whatever happens sure. there. Yes, th- reasonable. Yes, yeah. you're, you're planning the seeds but, in the match, but again, 100%. but again, none of that needs to happen. <laughs> like you can just it have doesn't... somebody win an elimination chamber match to be the number one contender, and they're a very qualified number one contender. You don't need any of this. No, you don't need it. But we've always said that but a doesn't personal it make it more feud is better. Though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A personal like... feud is better. But again, and... the lengths that you're going in order to create that, instead of well, just trying to do it on What's TV. The the lengths are to not have it instead of to not have your championship be on TV the- for another three months. Well, uh, okay, obviously that's the easiest solution. That's not, not happening because it doesn't happen with Brock Lesnar. He doesn't show up. We know that he doesn't show up. But he is showing up, and he's wrestling, and you're not having him defend the belt. That's defending the belt stupid. This time. Anyone? That, what is this meaningful thing? You have a championship match. That's That's meaningful. By the way, if what you're saying is nobody's worthy, you got a way bigger fucking problem. And if you think you're... No, no, I'm just saying right... They they did say that. They used those exact words. But my whole thing is just, again, pulling out of kayfabe here. Like, you you want Randy Orton to get squashed? You want... Like who, no. are, who are you throwing in there? Into no, the I'm not suggesting that I want Rumble. more. I don't want a squash match at Royal Rumble. That's not what I'm saying. It, but, the, but that's but, what Brock Lesnar does. But again, at the Royal that's Rumble. but this is the problem. This is the problem no, with all no, of no, it. No, 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 no. He had a really yeah, he had awesome a great match. match. Okay, yeah. there, but, but yeah, and actually, no like some of his Finn best matches. You're right. Squash, squash. No, no, no. Not only did he have a great match with Finn Balor last year, the the triple threat from the year before was maybe the best match of the year. You, that's actually that what you just said is literally the opposite of the truth. The wrong thing. But we know that Brock Lesnar is not losing at the Royal Rumble. That doesn't mean that you can't put somebody in a match and have it be meaningful for them and have good television because you got the chance of somebody beating Brock Lesnar in the past. Who is it? Whoever it is, Aaron, you keep going back to that. Tell me why Rey Mysterio versus Brock Lesnar is a bad idea. Tell me that. Tell me why it would be bad to have Rey Mysterio chasing Brock Lesnar for a few weeks. Tell me how that makes your programming worse. Tell me how that's a bad thing for anybody involved. They already did that. 
So they've what? They've done a lot of things. They never do them again? Honestly, because I'd rather see the feud of the year continue. Have well, a meaningful year-long feud and have that go through the Rumble. Well, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that, but that's just one that's name. That's what doing. I don't want to pull Ray away from Andrade So right put now. somebody else in. Who gives Who? a fuck? Who? My God, Who? man. Literally anyone. Tell me why it would be bad to do Samoa Joe again. Tell me why you yeah, wouldn't I want that. But Samoa Joe's involved with Seth Rollins and AOP. Doing what? So you could make that you could make that be how he loses. I mean, this is this is silly. The, the lengths like, that you're going. He could still fight Les. He could still fight Lesnar, and they. I could guess have here's the, the thing. AOP why is why is that any why is that any worse than all of them going after Lesnar in the Rumble? I guess that's my question. Because it has right a now. championship involved. Because so does this. No, this it has doesn't. A direct impact on the championship. He's they are chasing Brock Lesnar. But they don't need Brock Lesnar in this match matters to everyone. It's literally the most important match of the year with or without Brock Lesnar. He's Brock Lesnar. What he does matters. Why would you waste two things that matter to make it into one? Give me the logic of how that's good. Hold on. You said putting, you know, I remember we had this argument about, uh, I can't remember where I was going right there. But like two in one sometimes does make it better. You were you were what? arguing why didn't Gargano versus Champa originally become for the title? Because that makes it better. Put two and one. Yes, when you when you have something that should be the blood feud, when you have something that matters more than anything else in the world, absolutely, it should be your championship match. There's no question about that. That's completely like, wh- different than this. Jericho and Kevin Owens need to be for the title when you can get Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. For <laughs> right. The title. When what I'm doing right. is sacrificing some shit match in order to get that, you're, the comparison, what you just tried to do there wasn't just apples and oranges. <laughs> it was apples and, like, lighter fluid my, they're my, nowhere my similar to each other right now the way that the brock lesnar rumble matches have gone is while they might be a good match they've they been his best matches going forward they are utterly meaningless after the royal rumble this at least gives you know some something for brock well, lesnar to do going forward talking, it, he's going to have something to do moving we're, forward but we're like, talking about two things here it's not meaningless in kayfabe and that's what glenn's talking about. The, glenn's talking about meaningful in kayfabe like in kayfabe it's meaningful to have a title match sure. on royal rumble to have something yeah. that is at the top of your life, card which is a whole other thing you know what i mean like i get what i'm Aaron's talking about saying. after after finn balor in- had a very good match it was forgotten the next day no but no, no it wasn't this is no it Glenn's wasn't whole point, though, that's bullshit that, like I, I sort of agree with both of you in a way like i'm fine with it with what they're doing but like glenn's point is that like it like, should this- matter you're right it should no no his <laughs> his point is that like they're deciding behind the scenes we want to do X. And yes. that's the justification for everything, but they're not giving you an on-screen well, yes, that's the That's the oh, biggest boy. issue. Yes. And, and, that's yes. the biggest no, we, issue. Yes, they need to do way more work on but, but it's No, but it's a secondary thing. There, there's nothing that you're going to do that's going to convince me that this is a better idea than having a championship match with Brock Lesnar. There's no reason for Brock Lesnar to be in the Royal Rumble, period. Now, again, the small work is to say... Sure, he wants to go after the second belt. Great. You should have him in both matches. You have plenty of people that are in well, fucking well, both matches. Well, that's what I was just about to the say. Notion... The, better way, the better way to do this is say he beats Samoa Joe, whoever it is, right. for the title, and then you don't know he's going to be in right. the Rumble, and he just enters. The, and any, then they say, any scenario yeah, then where you're covered. pretending like it's okay to not have your championship be a part of your three-hour goddamn weekly television show is bullshit. It's 
awful. It's the worst By thing the way, they've no, done. No one's saying that. No one is saying that. But if anyone's saying that, they're wrong. But that's what you're well, getting here. You're no just. Way. A, Guess what time the Royal Rumble starts this year? Did you see? Is it probably at five o'clock because. Yes. Of course. And that's does. not the pre-show. Of course. Of course, we're gonna do sixteen hour. Oh my god. <laughs> that's not the pre-show. They're advertising no, no, the Royal sure? Rumble Wait, starts sure at five. five. Isn't it? I, I, that is, they never include the pre-show. They say they advertise a the time, and then they then whenever they advertise the pre-show time, they say pre-show. This said Royal Rumble at five o'clock. I'm seeing. I'm seeing. I'm seeing six o'clock. I'm seeing six o'clock as the start time for the Royal Rumble, which is still earlier than seven, which is their typical. Well, it was on the. It was literally on the screen on backstage. It said. I, the I think Royal that Rumble. was probably a graphic mistake, or they just whoever okay. was doing graphics for them. Mixed or they up had the wrong time zone or something. Yeah. I'm pulling. I'm pulling up. Yeah. The... No, that 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 actually might be because Houston would be Central Time, right? So maybe it's they were doing it in Central Time. The web, their website, the WWE's website, still listed as seven as the start time. Okay. They're, they're that would be seven. my guess. Yeah, I mean, I, but... I, my God. Um, the problem when is, when said that, I was like, "You've got to be fucking kidding me!" But like, Annie, all of these yeah, scenarios, there's no way. All of these scenarios that you talk about, in which you say, "Well, this wouldn't matter at all," you're 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 so myopic in that viewpoint. You're looking at I'm such a small show. thing. I'm about one show. But that's not. That's, no one is arguing that this is good that Brock Lesnar is not around defending. But it's not been good for four years that Brock Lesnar hasn't been around. So if something's and not good for four years, we should just keep doing something that's shitty? We should just keep making there be a television no, show? where. but it's not changing. We're, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to say, I don't mind this because in the world that WWE has created where Brock Lesnar is champion and doesn't show up, for this one show, for the Royal Rumble, I'm actually okay with there not but being it's a title not, match because... it's not one show. It's this week on Raw. You're right. Overall, it sucks. Like, it's, it sucks it's that, that on Monday night, we're, we're there's talking a... About... No, you're cutting out, Aaron. You're cutting out. You have to try to come back to us. On Monday night, there's going to be a bunch of performers meandering around, pretending like this doesn't exist again. Again. And it's... But at least this time, there's the Rumble. They're fighting for the Rumble. They're fighting towards that. There is something they're fighting for. But do they even reference the championship as they talk about it? Because then it, we have to all acknowledge the fact that, like, there's no championship. They have purposely gone out of their way yes. to make it so the championship yes. doesn't exist. Not that Brock Lesnar doesn't exist, that there's no championship on that show. There's none. It doesn't exist. There's no purpose to any of this. Of course. We know that. We we talk about it at least once a month every time it sucks it sucks it does i'm not arguing with you about that i'm just looking at this in the very narrow tunnel here but yes overall all right. everything sucks you sound like you're in a yeah you do yeah that's a very good point you do sound like you're in a narrow tunnel at the moment <laughs> it's a very good point brandon you're right about that um look man you know it's what it is okay let's do the part um so, so who's it going to be? Who does the spin us off to for Brock Lesnar? Yeah, you're still cutting yeah. out. Try, try talking a little bit more. Try moving somehow. Like you're still. This is the part where Aaron says, "I haven't moved," and like, like we know, we still hear it. Try moving or something. Like, <coughs> oh, I wasn't talking there. Can you? Yeah, not really. Yeah, you gotta. You try moving somewhere else. Try moving somewhere else and see if that doesn't uh, work. 
Uh, uh, hello, hello, hello. Yeah, better, yeah. better, not great, but better, I guess. Um, who do we think it's going to be? Who okay. does this spin Brock Lesnar off towards? To the fact that he's well. So my thinking is that it has to be someone that's not on Raw because that's probably the logic behind putting him in the Rumble. Is that like he has to interact with someone that isn't on Raw? So somehow. now, now we're going to have somebody who's not on Raw competing for the Raw Championship moving forward. That we've had four months. <laughs> Of everybody on Raw running around as if there's no championship. He gets to beat the shit out of someone, right? And just decide. He has to decide to do whatever he wants. So So who is it? Who's your bet? um, Honestly, I I have no idea. Well, that's the purpose of this. You're supposed to make a guess. It's a weird bit. My my feeling is that they might go with like Braun Strowman or something like that. But... um, (laughs) I mean, if you're going with who's on the show right now, like, I mean, there is a bigger problem, which is like, who would you like? No, what, there's like a simple Aaron's answer. Saying, what are you talking Kevin about? Owens Kevin Owens, Owens is the, the answer. Kevin Owens is the guy. Yeah, that's the, I don't, Kevin why are, why are we pretending right, like. he's fighting with Seth Rollins. Now. So but that's like, why you end, you end, you end that at the Rumble. You end that at the Rumble. Uh, you have him toss Lesnar over. So you have the personal feud as well as Owens winning the Rumble. I mean, that's who it should be. That, that, yes. that's, who, that's who I think it should be. And you don't do all this work with him not to do that, right? And again, that's you, none of this. That The problem being this doesn't require that. Like if Kevin Owens just won the Rumble, right. if you were going to have Kevin Owens win the Rumble, you did not need him to <laughs> well, toss no, no, out. No, no, no. no you, you, don't, you don't have him win the Rumble. You have him throw no, 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 Brock out, not but win. not win the Rumble. Right. No, that's, yeah. that's, you have that's Keith, the point. You have Keith, whoever, you have whoever, Keith Lee win the Rumble. Or you could have just had Kevin Owens win the Rumble. Why is that a bad idea? Because, because whoever wins is going to face feud, the feud. We always talk about this. Because whoever wins has to go for the SmackDown title. Why? Or Adam Cole. Because that's their because whatever their plan is, they've already decided that. Right, but that's I'm saying I'm you. saying erase that. No, Why would it have been a bad idea to just do have? That. Don't do that. Not have anyone go after the Fiend. Yeah, that's a bad idea. I do agree with that. But why would it be a bad idea to just have Kevin Owens win the Royal Rumble and face Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania? Tell me why that's not the the best possible scenario that you could have. I mean, there's no reason because, why. Yes, you can. Well, you can. You can kill two birds with one stone here. If you're going with the Keith Lee thing, because if it, why is all of a sudden Keith Lee getting like, or, or why is the NXT title on Mania as well as take over the next day, night? Easiest solution: Rumble winner challenges for Mania. Okay, but then why? I then, can I can wait, tell wait, you wait. this: wait. Keith Lee's not winning the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I would be 100% not I, happening. I'd be surprised by it, but again, I actually think that you created a new that, flaw, Aaron. Like what? You're suggesting that Keith Lee wins the Rumble, is going to wrestle yeah. for the championship at Mania, and yet you still have a championship match the night before Mania? You do. You do. You have Cole Champa or whatever you want to have the feud, and the winner takes on Keith Lee the next so night. So you, you have Keith Lee win the Royal Rumble to then have no build whatsoever to a WrestleMania match. No, you had that build the whole time. All the time, he's looming over it. Just like we talked about how great it was that uh, New Japan just did this two-night thing over two nights, that even though Okada and Naito weren't in the same match, they could build the same thing here. I mean, I I guess. I think that you have way too much faith in their ability to do these things. I, I don't of think that they Of course, I See, at this point, yes, I'm going into the not this in the real world. This is what I think could and should happen here. Because otherwise, why is the NXT title being defended at WrestleMania because you did, if be- you're also having the match the night before? Because they decided to have – why did you have the NXT involved with the pay-per-view and then the next night at the uh, Survivor Series when you didn't even know who was on the fucking team? You didn't, you didn't, you didn't have it. 
That's because Survivor Series was a shit. Okay, I don't know what you just said because you, you're cutting out, but I'm sure it was interesting. Brandon, they definitely are... defended the NXT title at Survivor Series. Yes, but they also been de- defended the night before, and Survivor Series, as Glenn said, was a shit show where we didn't know who was fighting who until like. Well, I mean, that's before. that's where we're at, and I'm afraid <laughs> but that the this only is... reason, but the only reason they didn't defend it the night before is because of War Games, right? Otherwise, they would have. Oh, and I'm saying defend it on both shows. Don't abandon the show. Yeah. I just don't. I don't trust them to be able to tell two concurrent storylines that are that are good in that way. That's the issue that I have. Um, I I, st- I just don't know. I think we're overthinking this. The answer wouldn't just be have Kevin Owens win the win the fucking Royal Rumble and get him ready for goddamn. But then know, why? But then why is Brock in the match? Because that's not what's going to be what, what's going to happen. And I think it's more likely to be whatever stupid thing they've got in mind. Everybody keeps throwing out Edge. Everybody keeps throwing out you know Tyson. Why are people throwing you know? That would be dumb. <laughs> I mean, like, but all of them are dumb. They're all dumb. Edge is dumb. Tyson Fury's dumb. Cain Velasquez is dumb. They're all dumb. All of these things that we keep doing are dumb. They're all awful. WrestleMania should be where Kevin Owens spends a half a year building up to being the top face in the company and gets his opportunity to get over. That's the idea of WrestleMania. Have, are we all new here? Like, that's what works best. We all want yeah. to see that guy get yeah. over at WrestleMania, and you have the opportunity to do it. Or fuck it all, our truth wins the rumble and everybody's happy, and that's just where we go. Um, uh, all right, what do we do? Oh, you got to go. Uh, you have any? Tell us something about the UK pay per view this weekend. Oh, I know nothing about the UK pay per view. I'll be one hundred percent on what the fuck on is, that. What the fuck do you offer to yeah, us? Yeah. Why are you on this show? You're supposed to I know thought- about these things. All right, well, you're, you're, I told you, I told yeah. you I'm New Japan, and I, I bounce, you're saying crazy. <laughs> All right, well, you're cutting out anyway. Just get your plugs in real quick. Uh, uh, I watch the Daily Line 3 to 7 every day, D.C., Philly, Chicago, San Francisco, or NBCSports.com flashbacks. All right, then. Oh, at, and follow me on Twitter at the end. Yeah, there you go. All right, uh, Aaron, I love you. you, you know, get it, we got it. Yeah. Uh, it's just what it is. Yeah. Uh, by the way, real quick, so everybody knows, the, uh, the U.K. pay-per-view is Sunday at noon, which means it is before the first football game because they're not doing the first football game on Sunday until 3. Oh, so, perfect. So, yeah, you could watch the U.K. pay-per-view at noon on WWE Network. Um, Walter and Joe Coffey for the uh, U.K. championship. Gallus against uh, Imperium against Grizzled Young Vets and then against Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster in a fatal four-way for the uh, tag titles. And then the women's championship, Kaylee Ray, Tony Storm, and Piper Niven. That won't suck. Trent Seven and Eddie Dennis, Tyler Bate and Jordan Devlin. Pretty fucking good card for TakeOver Blackpool 2 on Sunday. When we come back in, AJ is going to join us. We'll talk about the rest of what was this week in the world of WWE. Uh, a lot of returns. A lot of guys back and gals back over the course of the last week. We'll discuss all of that. I'm Glenn, he's Brandon, this is Jobbing Out. The latest edition of Pressbox is available now, and it's our very special Pressbox Best of 2019 issue presented by Maryland Sports Commission. On the cover, we recognize Lamar Jackson as Athlete of the Year, and Bill Dean honors the inspirational Mo Gabba as our Sports Person of the Year. Inside the issue, we celebrate the top people, performances, and moments of the year. Pressbox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. You can also find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com.
Back in here for segment number two of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Brandon Linton from Rams Head Live, and now joined by... The main event. Hmm. There it is. AJ Francis, a.k.a. Frank. Uh, who's here for segment number two. Um, by the way, we did have one major uh, complaint about a miss during the course of the jobbies last week, boys. Which was? Uh, well, somebody pointed out that uh, there was probably, uh, we should have probably had a category for joke of the year. Ah. Um, and in fairness. Charcuterie would have been the winner, of course. Well, no, charcuterie was good. Nash? Yeah, but the complaint was from one Ben Nash who thought that Kurt Kankles was deserving uh, <laughs> of joke of the year. And Kurt is a great idea for joke of the year. I know, it's but a tremendous let's be real for a second here. The charcuterie saga Wait, we is... need nominees. The charcuterie <laughs> saga is the best thing that happened on Joe. It was it was year. an amazing moment and really amazing that I did not know quite how racially those lines were driven. I had no idea. <laughs> Just quite how, although it wasn't a good sign that Aaron was on your side. That was not a good sign. I guess it was because, as I've said once, I've said that's a right. The times, Jews, yeah, yeah, is that Jewish people are the wh- black people of, of white, white people. people. <laughs> All right, fair enough. If you if you think fair about enough. it, that word does sound really, really, really white. It's oh, it's a very white word. There's no question yeah, about it's that. French. They it's know they, all the niggas in France come from Africa. <laughs> Wait a second. Am I allowed to laugh at that or not? What's the rule to this? I don't understand. Am I allowed to laugh? I've been to France, okay? Just because their national soccer team looks black as hell, that's not what France looks like. What about what about (laughs) what about Yannick Noah, right? Like he was black, right? Like, come on, Mm -hmm. man. Come on, Ronnie Turiaf, yeah. Yeah, that's about it. That's about what I got for it. (laughs) That's the extent of the conversation. Tony Parker. Well, he's not Tony Parker wasn't French, was he? Was he French? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's French. I thought. Why did I think he was from somewhere else? Why the hell? You're right. He's French. All right. Uh, very good. That's uh, that's that. All right. Um, AJ, we talked about the Brock Lesnar thing in segment number one, but because you weren't here, I'll give you a minute to share your thoughts on Brock Lesnar being in the uh, Royal Rumble. I will abstain from any further because we've already ranted and raved. Um, but he, uh, he's already blown uh, is he, is blood he, vessels out of his head. Yeah. Is he defending the title? Uh, no. Not as of the moment. I mean, I don't hate it. To me, it's like, to me, it's like, uh, if he doesn't defend the title, then it's like, he can make it so that he is gets to pick who he faces, or he can face the Fiend if right. they want to try and, to act like again, unifying the title. They need to say that. Just say that at some point. Just say, um, you but know, if he if the title is on the line, then it's awesome because then he's obviously not going to win. I mean, you could say that because I I said that about him beating the Undertaker too. So take that. But like, he's obviously not going to win if the title's on the line, and that's a good way to get the title off him without having him look. Yeah. You guys are. Everybody's always worried about how strong Brock Lesnar looks. Like he didn't beat the shit out of almost everybody. But like, yeah, uh, that's a good way to make him lose the belt and it not be terrible for him, you know? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm in favor of losing the belt. And it's a way to get the belt on somebody that, like, you wouldn't expect. Like, let's say, uh, Rey Mysterio. Or 
by the way, uh, match the first match of the week. I don't give a fuck what you guys votes is. It is Andrade versus. I mean, it will be forever. Why are we doing this? Like, this is the insanity of the conversation we had last week. Of course, it's Andrade and Rey Mysterio because it's always Andrade and Rey Mysterio, and right. will be for the rest of time. My God. Uh, all right, let's get into some other things that happened during the course of the week. A uh, lot of a uh, lot of returnees. Um, I guess let's start with the Usos because I thought that was the coolest way that anybody returned this week. Um, everybody's happy to have the Usos back. I, I, how is this bad for anybody involved? The the cool thing about the Usos too is you get the sense that like there's not really gonna be a push at any point that like we have to do anything with them individually. They can just be the kick-ass fucking tag team that we all know that they can be, and they can elevate the tag division after we all sat here and fucking groaned for the entirety of our conversation about tag teams in 2019. God, am I happy to have the Usos back. Yeah, I mean, as you know, the Usos have always been one of my favorite tags. Um, I'm glad that they're back after... I don't, I don't want them to just be Roman Reigns' henchmen. Let me make that very clear. Like, but I just don't get the sense that's what they're going to be. I get the sense no, that's, that's just the that's way they not, brought him back. They, they've done enough in their career that that's not what they're going to come back to. Right. Uh, I mean, this is what I said was going to happen a month ago. It just took forever. I, like, I, I don't know why this took so long. Um, I mean, it, they kind of like did a whole lot of nothing in this storyline just to eventually do this. Yeah, what are you talking about? We got to see a lot of dog food, and isn't that what we were asking for as, as professional wrestling fans? Didn't we say we needed more <laughs> dog food in our lives? Yeah, I mean, so I guess we had to get the dog food moment in uh, order to get the we don't want the dog food moment again moment, I guess. I don't know. But um, I'm happy to see they finally pulled the trigger. It's the only logical thing to continue this storyline was to get someone else on Roman Reigns' side. And obviously this makes the most sense. Yes. As you had the Usos off TV and you needing something to do. Uh, uh, agreed on all accounts. And the Usos are great, and you bring them back this way, and then you speed them over to the tag division where you allow there to be like some normalcy in the tag division moving forward and um, standard bearers. Now, I, I do have a... Like, Give us New Day versus Usos. And that, okay, Mania. so that's the question, though, is like, do you... We talked about this once before, is did you really want both of them on the same show? Because... Well, I want... I don't think that's happening because I think something else is happening. What? I think you got another returning tag team that's going to face the New Day. You think you got another returning tag team that's going to face the New Day? The Miz and Morrison. Oh, right. So that's another one of the returnees. We do get John Morrison back on TV. I mean, do you really think you think the Miz and Morrison are facing the New Day? Yes, I do. Who I, wants I think that, that? I think they're going to be a tag team. Oh, that's gross. Who they wants? They were amazing. They were an amazing They're tag a fine team. tag team, but who's asking for that in 2020? Everyone, because you're the only person that's reacted negatively to this. So do you far, want that, AJ? That. Do you want the Miz and Morrison versus the the New Day? Me? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Okay. Because, like, what else is, other than WWE title run, what is... What else does Miz have? I mean, whatever he wants to do because he's the Miz. I, I just well, genuinely. By the way, by the way, what was the thing that led him into his first WWE title run? Miz and Morrison tag team. Yeah, but he doesn't need yeah. like he doesn't need an elevation at this point. He's the Miz. I'm, like he's you know, a Hall of Famer. Is it could it could build him into the right story to get 
the t- I mean, the t- I, into the title picture. I mean, it could. I just don't think that's necessary. Look, I mean, it's it's necessary if you do, you've, you have to remember when we're talking like when we have these conversations about people, it's it's easy to say, well, this isn't necessary, but it's necessary when you need them to do something relevant while other people are in the title picture. And this is a way to do something that actually people will care about and, and keep him. I mean, what what's better to have him fucking being a face fighting, you know, somebody in the lower mid card like that? That's not going to help him. I, I feel like if anything, like this keeps the Miz doing something of somewhat relevancy. It goes back to something that was successful before in the I past, mean, which they love to do. Well, yeah, they do um, love to do that. They could bring back the dirt sheet. But, you know, they could bring back all of that stuff that was viral and was so successful. I don't know if it's going to have the same relevancy now. But I do think that's what they're doing. Yeah. Um, I'm, and, and I'm excited to see it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, look, I, John Morrison's fine. I like him just fine. I, I don't know. There's you... another question. What else was John Morrison? But that, I mean, that's I part, mean, right. That's part of this is that, like, I don't need to. I don't need to mess with the Miz in order to get John Morrison back, right? Like John Morrison can <laughs> go be Shelton Benjamin. You know what I mean? Like I just I don't care that much about John Morrison that I needed to mess with it. Now, do I think that the Miz ultimately is better uh, as a heel than he is as a face? Yeah, I do, but I don't think like I I would almost get, rather get to that in a more dramatic way than just pairing him with John Morrison, right? Like that feels like the wrong way to go about flipping me, uh, the Miz back to being a heel. I feel like you could have done something far more dramatic, like having him turn on Daniel Bryan. And I'm going to guess that's probably still going to be part of this somehow, is that he turns yes. on Daniel Bryan. But I, it feels weird and sort of concocted that you're doing it with John Morris in order to get there. Now, look, I mean, again, will it be bad? Of course not. The Miz is great and John Morrison is fine. So, like, Will, will it be bad? No, it won't be bad by any stretch of the imagination. It's just not what I want. And then at the same time, so if you're doing that, if you're spinning them off of the New Day, then what are you doing with the Usos past this first, you know, like it appears as though we'll get some sort of match where it'll be the three of them versus the, you know, um, uh, Baron and his his buddies. But after that, where are you going with the Usos? Well, I think I think you have them and I, I think... <laughs> I think this whole thing with them and Roman is going to last way longer than anyone wants it to. Um, just because, I mean, how long has this Baron Corbin Roman Reigns thing been going on? And they've just now introduced the Usos into it. So I, I think this thing is going to roll through at least the Royal Rumble. There's probably some kind of match. Um, and, and then I think the, the easiest thing that you do is get them to fuck off SmackDown somehow. Well, I mean, that, but that goes back to what we started with originally. Like, that was my original yeah. question. is like, Do you really want the New Day and the Usos on the same show? Or would you no. rather have a standard-bearing tag team on both shows? Well, the other thing, I mean, do, does anybody believe that we might be leading to the end of the New Day? No. You better, you better not say those words around that dude. You better not I, say those. I, I think we might. Yeah, right? I think we might be. I, I think we might shut be. Shut the fuck up. I, I, I honestly think we might be, and I think For that's what? your other. Why do you think that? Because I think they're gonna do. I think that the only thing. What they have, have they to ever do, shown to prove that? Uh, they haven't shown anything. I said I think it's gonna happen. I think. I think you're gonna. I think you're, you're a big dumb idiot. <laughs> I think we're going to get Kofi versus Big E at WrestleMania. I don't think that because I think that Xavier's going to be back. Not wrestling, but like just as like the manager of the tag team. Yeah, he'll be back, but 
I, I don't know. I, I, I think that somebody thinks that there's money in a breakup angle. And nobody matches. thinks that. I, I think they do. Yeah, and that's why they give. Okay, me but so we, uh, in that. fairness, we've had a lot of conversations about this over the years. A- AJ, yeah, over the years, right? No, I know how dumb it is. Oh, I know. I'm very aware. Trust me, I get it. Um, we've had these conversations for literally four years now. So my question is: You don't is, believe they're ne- You don't believe they're ever going to do this? No, I genuinely don't think they're ever going to break up. They, but, they, like I think, just like Kofi. Gotta run as the leader of the New Day. Biggie will get that eventually. Right, like you're yeah. suggesting, that the New Day will always exist. It's just that like different people will How be doing they different things. How will change, just like they did when Kofi Mania went wild. And that wrote really well too. It did. Well, I mean, it, pre- it, it created the moment of the year. What are you talking? about? It created the literally the moment of the year. What are you yeah, talking but about? Past that, what did it do? Well, he was a champion uh, for another six months. The best tag team title reign of this year. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, it was. Now, that you can say there's a low bar for that this year, but, like, right. that's not right. untrue. Um, I, I would actually far more be inclined to agree with AJ that that worked out swimmingly, that you still had yeah. the New Day that everybody this loved. Year, from, from, from January to December, this was the best year the New Day's had since the first year they went face. Now, the, look, the, the moment where you had Kofi drop the, the belt was one of the shittiest moments of the year by far. That's what I'm saying. But Since like that's, October. That's one moment within the course of the year. The New since Day's, October. So let's just pretend that everything just October, since October was shitty, which it wasn't. But let's no, just I didn't pretend. say it was shitty. I didn't say it was I know. shitty. I'm saying I know. what did it so, do in the so, picture? So, so, stop talking. So if you want to talk about them not being hot, dude, October was the 10th out of 12 months. What are you talking about? And by the way, we're, we're now in an entire financial quarter of a year. But they're still you're pretending like they still like there the were new, three that they weren't. Like what is the point you're making? Well, and you're again, you say a thing. But there's a secondary well, part of this, which is they still walk out into arenas and have everybody lose their fucking minds. Pancakes like, are still over. Yeah, like they still accomplish exactly what WWE wants them to accomplish, which is they sell a bunch of fucking t-shirts. People are really happy to see them, and they're the tag I'm champs on top wearing of it. New Day socks right now. Well, that's beautiful, and we should all chant "New Day, New Day Socks, New New Day Day Socks, New Day Socks." Yeah, I consider. Do you think Kofi is in the upper echelon of the the uh, singles wrestlers? Like, like, what do you mean by that? Like, if you had a ten main eventers, would he make that list? My I mean, list, yeah. Well, no, not your. Hang on, I like think the there's list of what the general populace would agree. I, but I think I think the there's top. a couple of fair ways to answer that question, though. Like, I think what you're trying to go for is like, if you did a power ranking of the ten guys right now, would he be there? I don't know, maybe on the fringe. But moreover, if they decided, he to... also wouldn't. But here's the reason why your point's stupid is he wouldn't have been there when he won the title either. That's that that is true. And then the secondary part is I also don't think it would be that hard of a sell if they decided next month they wanted him to be in a main event picture. I don't think that anybody would be sitting there saying, well, Kofi Kingston can't be in the main also, event picture. Also, by the way, who's the first person you see when you hear, are you ready for a good time? Who's that is true. He's pretty fucking prominent. He's pretty fu- he is pretty fucking prominent in that. There is no doubt about that. It is Kofi prominent Kingston. shit. And again, it's I, true. And I, and I also think that it's more important than that. I think, and again, I, I'm not trying to put words in AJ's mouth, but like, I think the illusion is that 
they're not as concerned with Kofi Kingston being a major star as they are with the New Day being major stars. And they still believe that the New Day are very worthy of being top. Like, if they go into Hidalgo, Texas tomorrow. They are currently the tag team champions, are they not? They, they believe they can sell tickets by announcing that the New Day will be there. Um, right. They can say, hey, look, we've got the New Day. You want to be out here to see that. I, I mean, I think that they work under that assumption. Who who okay. draws real rap on the entire SmackDown roster? Who name five people that draw better than the New Day? Roman Reigns, Daniel One, Bryan, two. Um, that's probably it, right? Bray Wyatt, three. That's Bray it. Bray Wyatt. They just moved Brock off, but it would have been him. Yeah, mm-hmm. but but he's not three. Yeah, I mean, like, and I- that still would have been four. <laughs> like, like. Yeah. To, say no, he's not top t- to say they're not top 10 is wild. Wow. Uh, I think that I think there's two things. I think we have because this is the nature of WWE. I think we've always worked under the assumption that factions will forever split, right? It's just the way that it works. That's what we've been accustomed to that at some not point true. they don't always split. Well, who hasn't? This is the only one that never did though. The shield technically only split because of cancer. Well, no, they split once no, before that because Seth, Seth Rollins fucked him over. <laughs> That's not true at all. But they came back. They came back. So it's but like that's it didn't happen. Uh, no, no. But I think. But hang on, Stop. because what you're speaking to is, I think, fair. And we asked this question. I think there's plenty of people who wonder if you could do this for, um, you know, uh, six months and then have them reunite and be the new day again. That you could exactly. do something like that. So Nobody's I don't think it's an unfair. they'd be gone forever. I don't think I'm it's right. Like- I don't think it's an unfair question to ask it that way. But I also think that AJ, your point, your bigger point, is totally relevant, which is. This just might be exactly what WWE wants them to be forever, which is they this- are the top African American faces in the world, and they will remain such forever, and that's why they will not split up. You don't. It's do you know? I don't know if you know this or not, but there hasn't been a lot. Well, of I know a lot about. A- I'm a. I'm really super over baby faces. Right. Like there's been guys that have got over for a little while. Right. But when was the last time a black black performer was over as a babyface for five years? Well, as you know, when, when I the am last an ex- time they won the title, never. <laughs> That's my point. I am, of course, like, an expert. Ahmed Johnson was hot for a little while. No, no, no. But I, hang on, guys. I am an expert on all things when it comes to black issues. <laughs> Everybody knows that about me. Uh, I've done a lot of reading on the subject. Uh, in some circles, people say I've got street cred. Uh, mm-hmm. No, I know exactly. No, of course, of course, of course, you're right about this. I mean, like, and that's the thing. I think your your point is well taken, which is you don't blow the layup. Right, you've got this. It works. Don't fuck with it, and you're capable of still having the new day exist while rotating in whoever it is that you want to have a try to accomplish. Break up undisputed era if you want to break up somebody. Don't break up the goddamn. No, no, I hear you, and I I probably would be inclined to agree with you. Um, the, the other, the other uh, returnee that we had this week on SmackDown was Sheamus, who had been um, alluding that he well, was going back as a babyface, right? Which is a weird. No. It's a really weird bit considering he no? was he well, was I'm not a babyface. I mean, like he's been a heel in every promo. He's been a fucking heel and in he every promo. Chad Gable in the face. Oh, yeah, there was that, too. He did do that. You're right. I forgot about that. He did do that. <laughs> he did kick Chad Gable in the face. No, I mean, no, but I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm, he, I'm talking about, like, when he came out, it was like a pop. There. But there's always well, a pop. Of course there was. Yeah. There always is when people come back. There's always people a pop, pop for, for the big show. 
That is true. Yeah, we'll get to yeah, that. Yeah. So look, the whole time I'm watching Raw with my friend, and uh, the whole time I'm like, yeah, the third person's gonna be Alistair Black for sure. No problem. Like, it's definitely gonna be Alistair Black. Makes a lot of sense. Like, that's a perfect third guy. And then Alistair Black's in the match right before the main event. I was like, who the fuck are they gonna bring back? Like, what the? Who's the third guy? I have no idea. And then I heard, well, and I actually popped. I can't lie. I Did you really? So hard. This AJ, is the AJ. How long have you been watching WWE? Very long time. And you didn't know that was Kane or Big Show? No, I did not. But it's <laughs> not because... No Dude, I've completely ruled that out. There was no... I did not know I 100% was like, it's going to be Kane or Big Show. Because it's always Kane or Big Show. Okay, it's hang on. Always. You're you're not wrong. I just hadn't thought about them in a minute. That's all. Like Bro, I, Big Show's been gone for two years. What right. do you mean it's always Kane right. or Big Show? No, every... No, correct. I'm just saying, every time they do some bullshit like this, it's Kane or Big Show. Every single time. It's never like a real actual... But cool I would have thought... This is this is the weird part. I, there's two thoughts that I had. I, AJ, you popped. And that's cool. I... Um, I actually watched it out of order. Uh, no, no, no. I I, wa- I didn't watch it live. I watched it on Tuesday. And and so I already knew that it was Big Show by the time I watched it. Had I been watching it live, I actually probably would have been disappointed only because of what Brandon just said, which is like, oh, right, I'm stupid. Of course it was <laughs> yeah. the Big Show. Yeah. Like, of course that was who it was going to be. And so I probably would have had more of like a deflated reaction to it, um, expecting something like, Edge or something legit cool, right? Like it's the first, it's the first Raw I'm of the not year. Let it, let's listen to you slander that, the greatest big man of all okay. time. Okay, and now let me be fair about that too. Here's the, here's because, the problem. Yes, he's been gone for two years. I I I think that two years is Raw. I think he has been on SmackDown for two years or pay per view or something. He hasn't been legitimately on nothing for two years. That can't be right. Uh, um, he hasn't been on Raw for two years. I think he was on SmackDown a little while because he wasn't he in the Royal Rumble. Uh, if you're saying so, I believe you. I just don't. I don't. Or, or the great, he was one of the greatest or one of those bullshit. Uh, he, things. Was, he was on something. He was actually on SmackDown literally in November of. Oh no, November yeah. 2018. Sorry. So November 2000. His last match was November 2018 on SmackDown. So even if you right. want to say all WWE television, it's still legit it's still over a year. A year, a year and a half. Two year years. A couple months. Two years. 2018 to 2020. Well, but Stop. the end. The end of 2018. <laughs> the beginning of 2020. But. So my, my point is, when he wasn't gone for two years, they did this shit a million times. Like, like what, who's the partner going to be? Will or the fire coming out? Like, it was always him or Kane. So, like, I think they tricked us by not doing it for a year and a half um, into forgetting that that's what, who it was going to be. And to be fair to what you just said, AJ, I do, feel, I do feel really bad about that. I feel really bad. And I say this every time we talk about um, Braun Strowman, right? Like, every time we have a conversation about, about Braun Strowman, I say, uh, it looks like more and more he's just going to end up being the big show. And then I feel really bad because I do have to say, that's unfair. Being the big show is awesome. He's a Hall of Famer. He's a great fucking performer. He's he one won of the, the WCW World Heavyweight Title his first night. Right, like he's a he's he's one of the more accomplished. You know, he and, fell off of he fell off of Cobo Hall Arena in Detroit and came back and wrestled Hulk Hogan in the same. All night. of these things occurred. He had to. Uh, he, he rode his dad's cat. That's right, out of the funeral, right oh. out of the goddamn <laughs> funeral. <laughs> like, if you're gonna. Get, 
You don't put some respect on this goddamn. I'm with you, and it's it is shameful that it's the way that I feel. I do. I feel bad about that, but that's because of what's happened in the Twilight years. The Twilight years have been this. Have been he shows up to do something like this, and then next week he's a heel for no reason, and then the week after that he's gone again. Like that's the reason why I have those feelings. Um, Yeah, because he's 100 percent gonna punch Samoa Joe in the head next week. Like that's <laughs> something along those that's lines. What's happening? Yes, because it's the Royal Rumble, and every man for them. Like that's the bullshit that's going to start over the next couple of weeks. By the way, they also haven't helped the Big Show by giving him by far the worst finishing finisher in the history of wrestling. What? That punch. That is, you're an idiot. <laughs> you're an the idiot. worst finisher. No, in, you're an in idiot. the history of wrestling. You're an idiot. If a seven foot, five hundred pound man punched you in the face, you would go to goddamn sleep. Well, the problem is he punches people the whole match. More, his finisher is more real than any finisher in the business. In, it is, except for the fact that he hits people the whole time when they're fighting. Yeah, but, but he doesn't. He doesn't. End, he doesn't give them that one big one. Or, or the fact. Have that you ever watched the Deontay people. Wilder fight? Have you ever no, watched the Deontay I understand, Wilder? I understand your logic. Have you ever watched the Deontay Wilder fight? I understand your logic. Have you I'm ever sa- watched the Deontay Wilder? Yes, fight? I, I understand yes. your logic. So what Deontay I'm- Wilder, in his last fight, and his fight before that, 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 he was punching the shit out of people. But then he gets you with one big one, and you go the fuck to bed. In the context of professional wrestling. That move is bullshit. Why? In the context of professional wrestling, because, because who's your favorite punch, wrestler? He punched the whole time. I said, babe, Brandon. Who's your favorite wrestler? Daniel Bryan. Okay. Um, a running knee from Johnny Daniel Bryan. By the way, the correct the correct more. answer was our truth, and and make sure you get it right next time. Right, a right, running knee from Daniel Bryan or a headbutt off the top rope from Daniel Bryan in real fighting terms is not half of how this hard. This isn't real fighting. Punch. It's supposed to be. No, it's not. It's yeah, it sports is, entertainment. Maybe. They tell me a hundred times. Every yeah, time it's I supposed watch to it. be. You're right. Maybe you know better than me. <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, maybe you do. Damn. Maybe you do. Uh, this you know? is, this maybe is, you know better than me. This know? is my favorite thing ever. This is my favorite thing ever. Um, some, I'm just letting you know that like. A, it's like it's a not punch. very exciting to just watch a big punch. I'm just saying. Okay, that's a different argument, but to say that... But that's why it's bad, because it's supposed to be exciting. Nope. He punches you, and you go to sleep. I agree with that. That's I'm not arguing that. I'm saying, like, the choke slam, what was wrong with that? What's wrong with the choke slam? Why do we need the punch? Yeah, a lot of people do it. Yeah, that is part of the Well, that's fair. Yeah, a lot of (laughs) of people do it. It looks crazier coming from a seven-foot-tall guy than... From anybody else. I agree. But. I also would imagine that at some point, like I, I can't imagine at 48 that the big show is capable of doing all of the same things that he was capable of doing when he was, you know. He's 48? Uh, he looks pretty da- goddamn he good. He did look I good the other night, but he's also been off forever. He's 40, uh, he'll be 48 in February. So he's 47 in 11 yeah. months. 47. I didn't realize he was that old. Yeah. He, um, looks, he looks like he's in great shape, though. I mean, yeah, sure. He's you know he's athletic. Look, it's remarkable that a dude that size, height wise, um, is still this much this athletic at that age. Like that's not very common. You know, like typically you go the Shack route, where once your athletic career like has reached its zenith, you you start looking really fucking bloated really quickly. 
Um, well, he and he did for a while, but he's got himself the past couple of WWE. I think probably over the past. Well, what was the first time we saw him like this? AJ was it the Rumble where he was fighting with uh, not the Rumble, but the Wrestle. Yeah, the WrestleMania. Uh, battle oh World. yeah, wasn't, yeah, that yeah. The, wasn't that the first time that people were like, "Holy shit, look at Big Show." And so it's been a couple of years now that he's been keeping himself. That's a good point. Like that, but, That's a good point. Good for him. But I mean, if you remember when he first came to WWE, he was big. Yeah, he was. It, what he, yeah, you know what? Now that I think about it, they, not when he first came, but like after right. he been there for a little while. Yeah, they used yeah. to list him at over five hundred, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. But you know, that's all kind of. All yeah, right. Yeah. No, I hear you. All right. What <laughs> else from uh, WWE programming this week that we need to cover? Obviously, we're taping on Wednesday afternoon, so there was no uh, NXT last Wednesday. Although we did get the um, the, the awkward award show. Yeah, the awkward award show, and more than that, we kind of alluded to it when we did the uh, the jobbies. We also got the announcement of the Dusty Rhodes uh, tag tournament, which they're trying to do the NXT versus NXT UK bit for the Dusty Rhodes Classic this year, which is a good idea, except for the fact that there's, like, no NXT tag teams right now. So they li- Pete Dunne is on regular NXT. Right. And <laughs> which like, is really funny. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's weird the way they did it. I, like, I get it. They're trying to build to the fact they're doing Worlds Collide. And, by the way, all of us are standing dicks high at the idea of Imperium versus Undisputed Era. That's fucking pay-per-view main event worthy. That's tremendous. Yeah. That they're doing that, so nobody's. I wish I wish Aaron was here to bitch about it being heels versus heels. I mean, Adam Cole's not a heel. <laughs> There's just no way. It's <laughs> the greatest moment of last year. What a fucking heel is the entire arena was <laughs> yes. screaming his name. But they have so few tag teams on NXT right now that they literally had to make Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne a tag team because sure, um, and they had to do Kushida and nobody. <laughs> Like, that's how few tag teams, in order to have four, in order to come up with four tag teams, they had to make one up out of thin air and then literally just say Kushida and whoever we can find to be Kushida's tag team partner. That's how bad the tag division is. Like a legit mystery, like it's going to be somebody cool. And that's fine. It's going to be somebody cool, but it won't be a legit tag team. That's my point. Like, they don't have legit tag teams on NXT right now. What's the one? It's like Matt Riddle and... Pete Dunne. Yeah, it's Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne. That's who it is. And then the rest of them, you know, like, it's Forgotten Sons, it's Undisputed Era, and then it's two tag teams they just made up out of thin air because that's how few tag teams they have right now. Um, Although, if you think about it, like, over the course of this tournament, weren't, like, two of the ones that won... Like random. Well, there like, definitely one, was, was one of them. Yeah, there, Samoa Joe and Finn Balor, and something then one like of them that. was. Uh, well, I mean, at the time, I mean, Tommaso and Johnny Gargano wasn't a team yet, but turned in obviously to a pretty goddamn good one. But um, but they, they did a lot of this, right? Like, uh, no, so too. so no. The first one was Finn and Samoa Joe, and then it was Authors of Pain, and then it was Undisputed Era, and then it was Alistair Black and Ricochet, which. You know, that's I'd, the other one. That and, was the other one. But remember, they had been becoming a tag team at that point. Like, but that's what made that like that because remember the tapings were so far apart. Uh, like it wasn't live at the time, so they had to tape it like weeks and weeks and weeks ahead uh, of time. Oh yeah, sure. So, so they that's started why it as seemed a, like they were a team for yeah, so long. They really fair. weren't. That's like, fair. That's fair. All right. Um, anything else from WWE programming this week that we need to cover? Rusev. Oh yeah, but, sure. I, 
Rusev Mashka. So here's my issue. If you want, I, I'm a little bit confused as to what exactly they are. Look, I am, I am on board with anything at all that they do with Mandy Rose because, like, or sorry, with Liv. I mean, like, because I'm a fan. But our truth is sacred. Don't fucking steal his interview time. Yeah. That, well, makes, uh, that makes you a heel. That so makes you a heel. I, I thought it was going to lead to a 24 7 title segment, and it didn't. So did so I. I, like, oh. I would have been okay with that. I would have been okay if that was the bit that you were doing. But instead, you just set up an R Truth interview and then took it away from me. You're a fucking heel. That's what you are. You don't get here's, to go be partners with Rusev now. So here's, here's a little bit of the issue I'm having. So last week, I thought they knocked it out of the park. And, and they did it so well that this week, they didn't know what to do. Like, it, it, it was kind of like, like the live, I, I feel like I need some more live explanation. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, that is weird that she's still just kind of lingering and like nobody's. Like the fact that she didn't come out, like she should have been the one to come out to do a segment. Like, what, like, oh, by the way, they also beat the shit out of the pastor. Did you see that? Oh, it's the, not, that's a weird story too, because apparently some people are claiming that that was a plan, which like, no, what? they didn't mention it at all. If if that was a plan, they would have like said something. Now, no, I will the, say they showed it more than they've ever showed and anything like that. And that's so that, and that's what people are alluding to is they did they wanted it to go viral. That they wanted it to look viral. Um and but if then there was there no like nothing else. Here's here's why I think they legitimately fucked up. Because the cameraman would have known that guy was re- a god that's part of the show. And he's getting in the ring and the security might have freaked out and started grabbing him and then they're like oh shit cut away like i could see that legitimately happening because it wasn't like a random fan something they expected that guy to get in the ring right um for the next segment now also though why were they showing it so that's the other side yeah, it's all like, weird it's side. all weird i don't know there's just there's some reports out there that like somehow that was planned which actually if they were doing that for the purpose of trying to get you know like like it's a double turn and they're trying to get people to think that it was um you know, a, a shoot when it was really a work. I actually give them credit for that. Like, I give them a great deal of credit that they were able to pull that off. It's like it's like the idiots. There, there are people in my life that really believe that Rob Gronkowski spiked a Lego structure of Steve Harvey. Oh, my God. Like, and it was a shoot. There are people that are intelligent in my life. Like, they really think Steve, Steve Harvey has heat with him. Right. Like, uh, that, was, that was a shoot. I'm like, you're the dumbest people alive. This, do you realize we only know that because we're wrestling fans? I do. I did like, think about that afterwards. I did say to him, like, you need to watch more wrestling to understand, like, the, <laughs> the way this works. You do. You do need to watch more wrestling. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But it was – it certainly got a lot of attention for this thing with the pastor. Yeah, I, I, I'm more likely to – I'm more likely to agree with you about it being on purpose because, like, they do such a good job of keeping all of that random shit off TV – that they, they that the fact that they would have just had some kind of lapse in judgment to show a full like three seconds of right. the guy being removed from the ring, right? Um, is is unlikely. Yeah. It would have been more like a one second and gone, you know, if it was a fuck up, right? Yeah, I agree. So, I agree. Um, yeah. That being said, I do agree with your other point, which is that I would have liked to have heard from Liv like. Although, how much funnier would it be if they legitimately beat that guy up? Oh, it's funnier. I agree with that. 
I would have. I would like. It was a fan. Like I would <laughs> like. like I really wanted to believe that it was true. I I would have liked to have had Lana or Rusev address the live thing. Either Lana saying it's all made up, she's crazy, she's batshit, whatever, or or you know, you know, live doubling down. Um, I would have liked there to have been more to that because that again in the. When I say this works because it's the theater of the absurd, you've got to double down on the absurdity. That's why like last you, week was so good. Right. Like you like have to. It was kind of like fell flat. And, and then like you could tell. I don't know if someone screwed up their script or whatever, but Rusev's very clearly pre-recorded response did not go with whatever the last thing that Lana said was. And so it was like all kind of bizarre. Or no, Bobby Lashley. Lana, uh, Lana goes off the hinges every single promo. Yeah. Well, she, yeah, she's, she, and you can tell because she keeps repeating stuff. So you can tell that she's like off the script and then tries to get back on it and then repeats the same thing three times. And you're kind of like, ugh. But it kind of works. It does because, work because of how she's her whole gimmick. She wants to be annoying. Exactly. And she's yeah. been plenty annoying. Good for her. <laughs> she's been plenty annoying. Um, no, also, then, and then you had Bobby Lashley tell her to shut up this week. That was kind of interesting. You sort of sowing yeah. some seeds, yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing, shut that, up. The other thing that jumped out at me this week, I thought Becky Lynch looked really good. Um, yeah, I thought I like. I don't know if that was like a purposeful. Hey, we we think we need to step this up a little bit, and we kind of talked about that last week. That at some point you've got to start pushing towards what's next and getting away from. Hey, I was the one that won the WrestleMania main event. I thought that was a really, really good segment for Becky yeah. on Monday night. Um, I thought it, it was. I good. didn't even realize. I didn't even realize Oscar keeps beating her ass. Right, right. Like, like I, re- I knew. I realized she won the. Just had won the, uh, the women's tag match, and then obviously I remember the Royal Rumble last year. Um, but then like the uh, the tag team title match, I didn't realize that Oscar pinned her there. Like it, like it's one of those things that like. When they came up with the idea for the, the all right, we're gonna do Oscar versus Becky Lynch at Royal Rumble. What story can we tell? And then they go back and they're looking like, oh shit, we've already told this story. Right, <laughs> <laughs> that's a great point. <laughs> that's a great point, man. Um, no, I thought it was really good. I thought it was really good. All right, uh, we cover everything from WWE this week. Yep. All right, when we come back in, oh, uh, you know what? When we come back in. This is cool. Sammy Callahan is going to join us in uh, next segment. Uh, Sammy Callahan, uh, coming up this weekend, Impact's doing something that uh, is kind of a first. They're main eventing a pay-per-view with a championship match for their title between Sammy Callahan and Tessa Blanchard for the Impact Championship. So we're going to talk to Sammy Callahan about that uh, coming up next. And then we'll talk a little bit about um, AEW from last week as well. I'm Glenn, he's Brandon, and he's... The main event. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. Celebrate Baltimore's dominant offensive line with the brand new Most Valuable Protectors t-shirts, which recognize how the incredible O-line has helped pave the way for an MVP quarterback. When you buy the MVP shirt, not only will you be supporting the team, you'll also be donating to the Bradley and Nikki Bozeman Foundation and their efforts to eliminate bullying in schools. Go now to bozemanshirt.com. That's bozemanshirt.com. Buy a shirt, support your team, and help stop bullying with the Most Valuable Protectors. Back in here for segment number three, just Glenn for the moment, but uh, this is, I'm really excited about this because this man, uh, actually, some of his greatest accomplishments even occurred in our backyard, 
as we remember him being a Shamrock Cup Shamrock Cup winner once upon a time. He has gone on to bigger and better since then, as now he is Impact World Champion, and he is getting ready for a historic Sunday night at Hard to Kill on pay-per-view when he defends the title against... Tessa Blanchard joining us now. He is Mr. Sammy Callahan. Sammy, it's Glenn back in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. Uh, no thank you to you. I automatically feel disrespected. I'm segment number three on a show. I can't be segment number one. You know one. what? I can't I, the final segment. We can, we can uh, well, this is the, you are, we, we, we built up. You're the main event, essentially, this week. That's the way okay. that it worked out, all right? So there you go. Okay. You got I'll that take going that. for you. Sammy, before we talk about Sunday night and what you're doing, which is amazing, let me just uh, take you back a few years. You used to come to this area all the time. You're a part of MCW. Obviously, we mentioned the Shamrock Cup, but can you give me some of your favorite memories of being a part of MCW and wrestling in this area? Yeah, I think MCW was a place where I first kind of cut my teeth in professional wrestling. Right now. When I first moved to the East Coast from the Midwest uh, in 2007, two th- in 2007, the East Coast was the place to be a professional wrestling. If you wanted to get noticed, that's where you had to put. So I moved out there, and I remember time and time again, me and Rich Swan after he had moved up to Philadelphia with me uh, when he needed a place to live. Me and him used to travel down to MCW almost every three weeks. We did some of their Maryland TV tapings, and uh, I don't think I'd be where I am today if it wasn't for some of that time in MCW. Wow, man. Shamrock Cup winner. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Any any memory in particular that stands out the most for you? Uh, yeah, I actually remember for MCW wrestling on a beach. I don't remember why. I don't <laughs> remember exactly where, other than it was in the Baltimore area. MCW ran some sort of spring break show okay. at a beach, and I wrestled, and it was pouring rain outside. <laughs> hey, man, you know, like, you, you do it all, right? And that's why when you're in these situations, you can say there's nothing. I'm like a mailman, dude. Rain, sweet, or I, snow. Bro, I, I hear you, I wrestled man. Matt Hardy one time in pouring rain, and I took my boots off for the match because I didn't want my boots get ruined, so I wrestled the entire match barefoot. So. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. All right, so so Sunday night, hard to kill. Bro, you're making history here. This is really incredible. Look, I know that what matters to you is defending your belt and walking out with the championship on Sunday night, but in the process, you've been working this program with Tessa. It's been incredible, and I think what's so incredible about it is that you guys have done such a good job of making this feel like this isn't just something to do for the sake of saying we're doing it, that it's such a real, legit program and everybody's genuinely excited about this. How much pride do you have in being handed something like this and now being in this position where everybody is just genuinely geeked up for this match? It was a challenge at first. It was actually a, uh, a storyline that I wanted to do with other people, but some other wrestlers didn't think intergender wrestling is what we should be doing in 2019. I actually, I'm one of the guys, the first one was like, yo, I will 100% wrestle test matches because if you look at my company, the Wrestling Revolver, I don't, really book a lot of just women versus women matches. A lot of times, it's intergender because in 2019, 2020 now, uh, I don't believe it should be called intergender wrestling anymore. It should be hmm. professional, just professional wrestling. And I do think there should be a women's division. I do think there should be a man's division, but I don't think there's any problem with some sort of crossover. And I think that's what's being proven, right? Like, everything about this comes off as completely legit and not just doing it for the sake of doing it, which I think is cool. Have, have there been things, like, have you had moments during this program where you've had to think about, like, big-picture stuff, like, hey, how are we presenting this? This is more than just any other program that I've worked in my professional wrestling career. It's very important. I think after Slammiversary, us being the main event, I think it's changed the entire wrestling world. As you see, sometimes WWE now doing intergender, AEW doing a couple intergender, not 
per se matches, but angles every once in a while. I think this is just going to open the door for wrestling to truly change in 2020. I think we're a huge part of that. When I looked at this entire angle and this entire matchup and this entire story, I didn't look at it as like, oh, this is intergender. I knew I had to go out there and I had to wrestle Tessa Fisher or be doing the entire wrestling business of injustice. How important has it been that, like, she's so credible in this? Like, it's such a story, man. Like, she's such an unbelievable performer, and it's not just, you know, hey, she's she's yeah, Tully's girl. Yeah, Tessa Blanchard is unbelievable, but uh, at this point, I'm really getting sick of everyone saying Tessa Blanchard, Tessa Blanchard, because anything impact wrestling or professional wrestling is put on my plate in the last four years and knocked it out the entire part. I mean, that's that 100% accurate. You ain't wrong about that, bro. Sammy, if I took you back five years ago and told you this is what you were going to be doing, what would you have said then? 100%. Being the face of the company, being a world champion, this is where I saw myself in NXT. This is where I saw myself being in WWE one day. But things just weren't going there. Uh, the perception of me wasn't what it should have been, so that's why I quit, left. I went out and showed every single person, every single hater, every single doubter that I'm one of the top special wrestlers on this planet today. And looking online, looking in the entire wrestling world, I'm one of the most buzzworthy wrestlers. I have a lot of haters. Don't get me wrong, I have a lot of haters, but people talk about me and they can't keep my name out of their mouth. He is Sammy Callahan, hard to kill Sunday night on pay-per-view from Dallas. He's with us here. Um, Sammy, you know, the, the Ohio thing, right? Like, you're doing the OVE thing right now, Ohio versus everything. Obviously, um, there have been other companies that have had some pretty significant Ohio professional wrestlers right in the moment. Like, what is the Ohio thing in pro wrestling? How has this happened that, like, dudes from Ohio have kind of taken over the pro wrestling world? Well, I think it's been like that for a long time. No one just knew about it. If you look at the people that came from Ohio in the last 10 years, Nigel McGinnis got trained in Ohio, Chad Collier. Uh, cut his HWA, Braxton Sutter, he's now AEW, John Moxley, uh, The Miz, Sammy Callahan, um, uh, Dolph Ziggler. Like yep. that you can just keep naming lists after list after list after list. But I think one of the big things in the last couple of years, a lot of people have been coming out of this area because I think that me and my crew, we do a really good job of getting people ready for that next level. And I think you've seen that with people like Ace Austin, who who moved from Philadelphia to be a buzz his, his career skyrocketed. You look at people like Ace Romero, you look at people like Madman Fultz, a guy that was looked down upon for years. We saw exactly what he was capable of. We moved him up to Ohio, we started working out with us, and we took him under our wing, and now the sky's full of him. Man, you're kicking ass, there's no doubt about that. Um, you get into this position now where you become world champion. Can you tell me about like what those words meant to you, just singularly, the word, words world champion, as a guy that's been in this business for forever, to take on that title? What did it mean to you to get that and how you carry yourself from there? Well, Tom, I've always carried myself. I've always carried myself as professional. Sure, I'm a controversial professional wrestler. Sure, uh, my name's on the news a lot, but at the end of the day, if people only knew exactly what happens behind the scenes, I think they'd be rather surprised at what I've done for some of their favorites, what I've helped what I've, I've always busted my ass. It's not just one one thing for me. I'm not just a professional wrestler. I, I, I run my own company. I do graphics. I do video work. I'm always some sort of content creator, and I'm, I'm never complacent just sitting around doing nothing. If I, there's nothing to do, then you're not doing your job right. How, dude, how exciting has it been since the Access TV thing has happened? Like, how much is that been a gift for like everybody in the locker room that you're you're back on a major network every week everybody's able to watch you like how much is that done for everybody involved with impact wrestling it changed the game for us uh impact wrestling uh without a shadow of a doubt i don't think people give enough credit to it impact wrestling for the past two years of breath one of the best weekly 
consistent wrestling programs out there, but we didn't have the platform that we all needed and all believed we, we should have had. But now we have a huge spot of access TV. Now we are running bigger buildings and people are actually listening to Impact Wrestling. And I think I'm one of the main reasons I, I walked into Impact Wrestling unannounced. I reached into its dead corpse. I pumped blood back into its heart <laughs> with my bare hands. Bro, you're still only 32 years old. Like, it's amazing to think about, like, how long you've been doing this. And you're still only 32 years old. Um, what, what, what is still out there? Like, what is it other than just dominating, continuing to kick ass? Like, that's the obvious thing, but like, what is it that you look at and say, I still want to go to this place or I still want to, you know, wrestle in front of this group of people or whatever it is that exists for you as you, you try to list like, you know, I don't want to start saying the word bucket list, but like accomplishments that you can still do at this point in your career. I'm the kind of person, nothing's ever good enough. Um, me main eventing WrestleMania winning the world championship will never be good enough. Me being the Impact World Champion will never be good enough. Me wrestling at WrestleMania will never be good enough. There's always something that you can get better on, always something that can get more buzz. And I like to keep myself relevant for as long as I continue to do this crazy world of professional wrestling. And that's exactly what I'll keep doing. I'm Just glad because you- I'm the world champion now, it doesn't mean anything. I, I, I am very hypercritical over myself. Like right now, one of the biggest things is like, I've understand over the last year, I'm not as good a shape as I was a couple of years ago. I okay. shredded. I had a six pack, but like injuries happen. You get burnt out. And like now I'm on this path of redemption to getting in even better shape and just proving why I am one of the, without a shadow of a doubt, best professional wrestlers on the planet today. You mentioned Wrestle Kingdom, and I'm, I'm glad you brought it up because I wanted to ask about the Japan thing. Like you, you did it. Like you got over there, you had a taste of it. Is it something that like you still have sort of, and we see so many guys that say, I, I need to have more moments over there. Like it defines so many people in their professional wrestling career. Is it something that you still think about? hundred percent. There's always moments that will be bigger and better with any walk of life. And that's why I said, I'm not complacent. I will continue to do stuff to keep myself relevant and keep myself occupied. I get bored really easily. That's why you see every couple of years I change my character. That's why you see every couple of years I, I try to do something to get back in the news because just sitting around and being one of the top guys isn't good enough. I mean, I respect that, bro. I respect that, and it's obviously driven you from uh, from where you started at this point, now being world champion and getting ready for Sunday night, hard to kill on pay-per-view. Um, so, like, there's no world, obviously, in which you're not walking out Sunday night still as Impact World Champion. So then, like, you know, what's next after that? Continue for Impact Wrestling on the map, uh... I said in a uh, video that aired this past week, and I'm the savior of Impact Wrestling. I truly believe that. Uh, this is a company that was pretty much dead, and I feel like I am one of the main reasons that I put this company on my back and made a, a talking point again. I have made this company must-see. I have made this company everything, because no matter where I go in the world, it could be New Japan, WWE, AEW, Impact, wherever, Lucha Underground, anywhere I go, I will give my heart and soul because whatever I'm doing at that point is the most important thing to me at that moment. And afterwards, we all just, we, we make sure that we're talking about Sammy Callahan. We can stop talking about Tessa Blanchard so much that we can just stop, you know, th- th- this is your, it's what you're saying, it's your company. Let's stop this nonsense just talking about Tessa. Yeah, this is like nice. I'm on the Brady Bunch stream and Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Like, oh, Tessa Blanchard won match of the year. Yeah, I won match of the year and I won it last That's year. That's right. With Pentagon Jr. as well. It doesn't matter what match you put me in, I'll always win some sort of match of the year. I'll always be one of those top tier guys because I don't care who I wrestle. I'm going to go out there, do great business, and I'm going to 
give compelling storytelling. I'm gonna be one of the most aggressive son of bitches on this planet today. I love it, man. At the Sammy Callahan on Twitter is how you follow him. Sammy, can we plug anything for you, like T-shirt, website-wise? Yeah, you can get me on Twitter at the Sammy Callahan on Instagram at official Callahan. Also, you can check out my brand, the Professional Wrestling Wrestling Revolver. We run all over the country as well as our big WrestleMania show, Pancakes and Pile Drivers. Yeah. www.prowrestlingrevolver.com and all social media platforms at PW Revolver. You will see some insane stuff, by the way, if you go to Pancakes and Pile Drivers. Like, I've seen some nuts stuff at Pancakes yeah, and Pile Drivers. It's really cool, man. Uh, Sammy, really appreciate you taking the time for us, dude. We will be uh, tuned in Sunday night for Hard to Kill as you go up yeah, against actually, Tessa. The rest of the world, there's no excuse. It's on pay per view, it's on Fight TV, it's on pretty much every avenue you could watch. Impact Wrestling over the past two years have proven they have one of the best pay-per-view products because every pay-per-view people like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize Impact Wrestling was that good. Yeah, when it's pay-per-view time, Impact Wrestling goes hard, and it's very, very fitting that it's hard to kill because Impact Wrestling is also hard to kill. We prove that exactly. That That's great, right. man. That's great. And Tuesday night's Access TV as well. Hey, Sammy, really appreciate it, dude. Thank you for taking the time for us. No problem, guys. Anytime. Great. Thank you to uh, Sammy Callahan for doing that. And again, uh, Impact, hard to kill. Make sure you check that out. Now, uh, boys, uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about Dynamite from last week because, uh, first of all, I got to be honest with you, I think AEW is onto something with that um, pavilion that they do the shows in in Jacksonville. Uh, like, it looks cool as shit. The internet loves it. Like, it's just different. It's something we don't see anybody else doing. And by making it sort of, like, as as low rent as, like, their effusiveness towards Jacksonville has come off at times, they've kind of created something with, like, hey, when we do a show at this pavilion in Jacksonville, we're going to make it a real thing. I, I don't know, man. Like, it jumped out at me as being, like, something that they are establishing fairly well. That being said... Um, that we didn't really get any answer. Like we just sort of pushed the John Moxley, Chris Jericho thing down the road a little bit, which is fine because they got to drag that all the way out till the end of February. So I think we knew that was coming. I thought the big takeaway was how they ended the show, which was everybody, all the elite are in the ring celebrating and they're asking drunk Adam page to come down to the ring to celebrate with them. And drunk Adam page is like, nah, I'm good. Which is kind of fascinating to me because I think we've always pointed towards thinking there's going to be an elite versus the inner circle thing at some point, and like you would assume they would be trying to like eye that towards maybe May and the Memorial Day weekend pay per view. If they were to split Adam Page from the elite before then, what's the purpose for that? Um, to let him be the guy who wins the title in May. But if you're doing if you're doing the inner circle versus the the elite, wouldn't you still have the championship on Chris Jericho at that point? Yeah, but you can do it, you can do it all. Like you can have Adam Page go through the elite to make himself worthy of the inner circle's title shot. Like you can also have him just decide I want to do this on my own, and then because he's by himself, he goes through the inner circle by himself which is storytelling 101 in wrestling okay that's interesting that's interesting that he you have him you have him in may you have him feud with fucking i mean uh in february he feuds with sammy guevara in 
in March right. feuds with Jake uh, Hager. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Jake Hager. Right. And then and then he gets a shot with and then it's a two month build for the match with Chris So it's Jer- it sounds like you're saying it's not really that he's splitting from the elite as much as like he's awkwardly trying to reestablish his positioning within the elite. Like And also like he can it's a Kofi Kingston New Day thing. Like he can still be Right, part of the elite, but he's the, the, this. It, but the story that they're trying to tell right now is more along the lines of like, hey, Cody's sort of been like the leader of the elite, and now I've got to sort of put myself in a different pecking order. And yeah, Cody and, can't get a title shot. I can, so let me go take care of that. That's an interesting. That's an interesting way of looking at it. That's an interesting thought that I hadn't considered. And frankly, I, I, I kind of like that at that point. Again, the the weird part being that we've always just sort of assumed that it's going to be Kenny Omega coming out of this. Because Kenny Omega is supposed to be your star, and so if it's if it's not Kenny Omega, then where does that leave Kenny? Like, where does it leave Kenny? It, you know, the, but keep in mind he was an international superstar. But in this country, I'm going to guess Brandon, you didn't know a lot about Kenny Omega before AEW kicked off, right? Um, I knew before before AEW because of Cody. Like whenever okay. Cody started doing all the stuff, the videos. Elite, yeah, sure. All right, that, that's that's fair. when I knew more about. I didn't know anything about him other than random podcast mentions. So, or whatever. so if they go out of order, if they move Adam Page up to be the guy and have him surpass Kenny, and then you get a year into AEW without Kenny vaulting into being the top star of the show. Is that a problem for him? Does that become an issue for well, the with guy? What with what they're currently doing, wouldn't the more organic thing to be for someone like Kenny to win and then Hangman turn and then you got your next feud? I think like that's what I, I would have expected that more than this. Like if they're kind of teasing that he's kind of not cool with them anymore or whatever, right. like wouldn't it make more sense to have I mean, obviously, it can't be Cody now, so it's got to be Kenny to win the title, and then that's when you get and you pl- like, and you so to see that there's a little bit of a a weird feeling, like right, he's, he's acted just strange enough that it makes sense that he would then turn at that point. Like I because can remember, like we're in four pay per view a year land here. We're right. not in you know twelve pay per views a year. That's uh, fair. Land with AEW, so th- there's more of an ability to slow burn these things. I think, um, I mean, that makes the most sense to me. I will say, how funny, did you see the part where they showed him at the commentary and, you know, they have like the thing with their name oh, on it, was, it or whatever? It's, it's genius when you say, yeah, what is, it's, he's been, been drinking all day. Right. <laughs> like, I know, it was brilliant. That was brilliant. But again, it was just a really weird way. That, like, it was clear they were trying to do something with the way the show went off the air that they've they didn't have to have all of the guys from the elite, which first of all, that was the first time they had him introduced as the elite in some time, all of the elite in the ring telling Adam hangman page to come down and hang out with him. And he's just like, nah, I'm good. Like, it's clear that that's going somewhere. I don't know where, but it's clear that that's going somewhere. It's interesting. Those couple of theories. Um, the other things that jumped out at me from dynamite last week, one being that Britt Baker gets pinned by Riho and then attacks Riho again afterwards like suggesting that she should be champion, I I don't think that's great story. Like, you, Britt Baker's had her chances and is lost. Why is she the one that's complaining afterwards? That didn't make sense to me. That felt more like for some reason they need to push off the Chris Statlander thing. I don't know. Um, and so they're trying to do something until they get to that point. Um, well, the, don't they just want to turn her heel? That's the way I took it. 
At just that's how they fully turn Britt Baker heel. Yeah. Okay, that could be all it is. I mean, that that I could mean, be. That's, that's like that's that's like. I mean, I I don't necessarily always love that, but it's done over and over. It's like, oh, okay, I lost a championship match as a like competitive face. Right. And now I'm gonna be a dick and attack you, so now I'm a heel. You know, I mean, it's, it's yeah done a million times, but I think that's what they were trying to do. No, I no, I hear where you're coming. That's probably it's probably fairly close to the truth. I'd probably be willing to listen. Can to we that. give? Can we get some love to my homegirl Skylar Moore who made her AEW debut on AEW after dark? Oh, awesome I didn't call. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Happy she to was, uh she trained at three D with me. She um I put it on my Instagram story. She's trained at three D with me since I started there a little bit over a year ago. She was at she had a WWE tryout with me. We were at the same tryout. Um she got her she got a chance to go be on AEW and she worked with awesome call. Like, oh, that's dope, dude. How cool is that? Very cool. That's awesome. Yeah, very cool. All right, very good. Uh, all right, boys, let's get the uh, let's get the plugs in. AJ. Wait, one, one last thing. Yes. Podcast listen of the week. Make sure you listen to if you haven't already, which you should have already. Make sure you listen to the New Day podcast. Um, it's amazing. This week, it, it listen. This is so far. This is the best. Well, there's only two, I don't but it's to by podcasts. far, it's by far the best wrestler told podcast so far that i've heard i i don't listen to podcasts i listen to the new day podcast. wow very cool very cool he doesn't they even listen it to this short podcast. enough it's it's about 45 minutes and so far every episode every episode has just been like another chapter in the like progression of the story of how they became the new day and some of their first couple feuds and their first wrestlemania match and um there's a lot of interesting little tidbits in there, and uh, and I know that you and Aaron, Glenn and Aaron, are so cynical that uh, anything that is put out by WWE has any kind of truth to it. But it feels about as uh, as close to that as you're going to get. All right. All right. Um, and and there, are, AJ, would you agree with me that they definitely aren't super scared to say some things that are a little controversial? Uh, what do you, uh, who is it? The New Day on their podcast. Like, it doesn't feel, it doesn't, like, okay, so Glenn and Aaron's whole take whenever I don't feel they like they, the, I don't feel like, I don't feel like they're controversial, though. But I feel like it's, it feel like it's just them telling the truth about what's happened in their well, But that is controversial. Like, I, that's my whole point. Like, so Glenn and Aaron's whole take on the WWE podcast network and backstage is that like I'm gonna guess that you're is gonna sanitized s- by WWE. No, nah, as I assume, you're gonna say something that's far more blanket than anything that I've ever said. That's not true. That's not what. <laughs> but I've that's said. sort of what your point was. No, my that, like that there's always my point is that there's always going to be a limit. There's always going to be a line at which the WWE is willing to go up to. Um, they've they've they're always going to have a point at which they say, okay, stop. We're not doing that. We're not saying that. Or the performers know better than to say certain things. They just know better. And that's that's basically what um, right. someone asked Corey Graves on his podcast this week. Like, hey, do you have to run everything by the office um, that you say on your podcast? And he says, no. However, I'm not an idiot. Right. And, that's, and that's exactly what I think it is. Yeah. That there's an amount of we, we give you this microphone. We know that you know better than to say certain things that you know you wouldn't want us to say. And that exists in a lot of places. By the way, I'm, that's not just WWE. That exists in a right. lot of places. There's a lot of companies that do very similar things. There's things that I know better than to say um, when I go on a microphone every time. Not on this show. I say stupid things all the time. 
Um, but on my own show, there's things that I know better than to say just because I, I'm, I'm smart enough to understand how it impacts the business, things along those lines. Right. And like, like in no way do I think that anybody has anything to do with my business is listening to this. But there's things I won't say. Of course. Of course. That's the way it what works. I do. Right. But so speaking of that, one other last thing is that anybody see the CM Punk tweet? I did. Oh, the, the, the booking sheet about the, the Miz. Yeah. Suck the blood money covered dick. Because <laughs> yeah. Miz said something about I didn't change the culture after he was on backstage. Oh yeah. Let me let me be clear. Let me be clear to point. Oh that. Out. Yeah. CM Punk, shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah. Dude, I you mean, get, you are paid by Fox. Right. Like, right. Like yeah. There's nothing Fox worse than that, the, right? Fox is the number one contributor to camp uh, to uh, administrative moves by our current president. Yes. So and he pretends like he's holier than thou with so much shit. In the meantime, dude, you literally are a paid analyst from Fox because you couldn't cut it at the thing that you left WWE for. And I'm that company not- has done way worse things and supported way worse things than WWE doing a wrestling show in Saudi Arabia. Uh, I don't. Correct. I mean, I don't know how to measure what's worse than what. I don't want to bother that. But yes, like it's there is what you what AJ's point there is no holier there is no get there is no high horse here like yeah get your money right like, I'm not I would do shows in Saudi Arabia I would love to be on Fox or I'm not sitting there telling you that I'm holier than that but I'm not acting like I am neither like well, correct he, no it's, it's always, like what I always say about the AEW like fans he is. right nobody has a problem with any of these things it's the fact that people are hypocrites and say one thing and do another and that and I agree with you in this case that's Suck exactly what he's blood doing money covered dick I would whoop CM Punk's ass in real life if he said some <laughs> shit like that to me on the internet. Well, uh, also consider the fact that he must have been a little bit concerned about his job because it got deleted pretty quickly. No. Um, well, yes, that. But also, like, he know he's CM Punk's like one of them, is one of the like them dudes at the uh, at at high school who know who they can pick on. Yeah, like you're not tough because you pick on the Miz. You wouldn't have said. I bet you, you wouldn't have said that shit to Roman. Um, I don't know. I think he would have. <laughs> yeah, and Roman would have beat his dumb ass. Yeah, I think I think he's in a spot where he thinks that he is somebody he's bulletproof. Right. He wouldn't have said that shit to Booker, somebody he got to see every week. Right. Right. Well. Well, he might have, but he also would have got punched in the face. Right. Exactly. Right. He don't. He not really about that life. He talks shit about Miz because he know he don't really got to see him. And on top of that, because Miz is Miz. You know what I'm saying? Miz ain't a fighter, dog. Miz is well, He's, he's also somebody that's concerned about his perf- – like, Miz isn't going to live in that world. Like, he's not yeah. going to go get into a scrap with somebody because he's – like, his brand, his Q rating is more important, right? Like, that's yeah. just the way See, that he lives. I don't care about none of that. I would have beat CM Punk's no, bitch by, by the way, how dumb, how dumb was the whole thing? Because what Miz said was so harmless – you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's so, like, come on, son. You're so extra for that, son. Like, Miz is, Miz did not even, I hate when people just like, like, CM Punk literally just disrespected a grown man because of a simple joke on a TV show. Meanwhile, like, at the same time, he's a hypocrite, dog. Like, I hate that. That shit makes my blood boil. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. All right. Uh, let's get our plugs in. Let's wrap up for the week. Uh, AJ, begin. Yeah, uh, you can follow me on social media at AJ Francis four one zero. By this time next week, there will be big news that have been announced. Um, shout out to you guys for being able to keep a secret for so long because you guys have known for a very long time for like high six five. Months. 
Um, I mean, I, I told, I told, I, found, I told my grandmother there was that. That was little. Uh, I said, I said, I found out in June. I don't remember when I told y'all. It wasn't. Was it right, yeah, it wasn't that it was much right after. after. It. Yeah, it wasn't that yeah. much after. It. Yep. So, so uh, you know, it's been about six months that we've had this information, and we've been able to keep it under wraps, and um, it's going to be big time. You know what I'm saying? Um, 2020 is my year. 2021 is my year. Wait, we can talk about your year. commercial now because it aired. Oh yeah, and we can also talk about my Microsoft commercial because it finally aired. That's dope. That's dope, man. That is really. I would have. Really I would have honestly. I mean, Microsoft's cool. I would have rather been a Doritos commercial like this. <laughs> <laughs> those. Those are always. Those commercials are hey, always. Hey, the fun. Super Bowl didn't happen yet. Yeah, right. True. The opportunity is still there, man. The opportunity. It could be cross-branded. Microsoft. Oh, they're doing the new Doritos Locos laptop. That would be amazing. <laughs> Who would be mad about that? Who in the world would be mad about that? Dude? I would because I would eat it and then I just wasted 1200 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. All right. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that next week. Um, I hope. Uh, <laughs> that's all I can say about that. Uh, yes. Yeah. Hopefully we'll be talking about that next week. Uh, we'll definitely be talking. In some form or fashion, there will be conversation about AJ's news next week. That's all I can tell yep. you. That's all I can tell yep. you. I might not be involved we, in that conversation. May or may, may or may not be. May or may not be involved in the conversation. Wait, couldn't could we record the show in a way in which he could be involved in the conversation? Eh, I don't think we want to mess around with it too much. <laughs> I think. Hey, I, it was already recorded. I hear you. Was, I just think I think we're just going to leave it alone. All right. Uh, Brandon, uh, what's going on at Ramshead Live? So... We're kind of in that weird point of the year where we just came back from three weeks of the business shutting down. So there's not a whole lot to announce, but next week we're going to start announcing a lot of stuff. We've got a lot of exciting announcements. In February, uh, we've got The Bridge, who is is returning. They don't do a lot of Baltimore shows or shows in general. Um, People love them. It's Frozen Harbor Fest, like we talked about last week. Um, they're the Friday. Real Big Fish is the Saturday. Um, we're announcing when is this go- show going up? Uh, uh, the, tomorrow. I don't know. Whenever. Sometime. Well, it's okay. We're announcing Rod Wave, which is a really big show. Um, he'll be here March 12th, and tickets for that are going to go on sale Friday. It's technically announcing Friday, but it'll be fine. Um, and uh, lots more coming. Uh, check us out at ramsheadlive.com or at ramsheadlive on Twitter or Instagram. As long as and, as long as nobody ropes me into a WrestleMania trip again, I'll be there for shovels and rope. But I, you know, oh yeah, I keep. And, and dude, don't, Brandon, don't take that as a challenge. Don't get cancer again just to get. <laughs> I do have a scan in March, which oh, would be timing. God. Oh, <laughs> God. I mean, that is good timing if it's you know, <laughs> right. If you're gonna get it, you definitely want. No, Gotta sure. get it in March because that gives you a couple weeks of wiggle time. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then they can't do anything until after April. What is it, sixth? Yeah, April uh, April fifth is the date. Yeah, so Raw would be on the sixth. Yeah, so yeah. Any any anything in reaction to my scan can't happen until after that. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Oh my God! I don't know if I told you this, but do you know I legitimately postponed a surgery so that we could go to WrestleMania? I vaguely remember that. I vaguely remember By something about that. That is by so an funny. entire week. All right, if- and people were like, "Are you sure?" I said, "Yeah, I'm sure." I I I, I have family things. I didn't say it was WrestleMania, but I As- said I have, I have a family. 
as long as nothing crazy happens that ends i end up in by the way everybody keeps asking me like ben nash is like dude you're gonna go i'm like no i'm not gonna go he's like but when i ask you again in a month are you gonna go and i'm like (laughs) maybe i mean like that's the thing like i don't want to keep saying i don't want to say i don't think i'm going to wrestlemania but i have said that before how far away from tampa do you live uh like an hour and 45 minutes Oh, shut up. Glenn. Shut up, man. I don't want to talk about it. We'll deal with it. We'll deal with it. All right. I'm at Glenn Clark Radio. GlennClarkRadio.com is my website. Thanks again to Sammy Callahan for Aaron, for Brandon, and for the main event. 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 AJ Francis, a.k.a. Frank, this has been Jobbing Out. Jobbing Out! Well, I'm gonna punch you. <laughs> <laughs>